good, team money. We're gonna start this one off a little different today. Niggas even count me out. I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading my clips. I'm writing down names. I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying. The fake ones is lit. The game is off balance. I'm back on my. Sh the Bitly is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it. You all on my dick. I'm all in my bag. It's hard as it get. I do not throw powder. I'm What's up, easy? All right, all right, all right. Manhandle Podcast. Woo! Episode number 10, the big 1 0. It's big time. We're starting this one off a little, you know, a little anniversary or 10th episode. We'll start it off a little different. I like that. I Sh like that. Shout out to Jermaine Cole, St. John's alum. Whoop, whoop. Wait, so this is going to be an old school reference, but I don't recognize that name. Who that? <laughs> oh, that's for the day ones. That's for oh, the day ones right there. Dude, that's still my favorite track. I know. Who that? Who that? Bitch, I got this blame. Who that? Who that? Oh, that was a great one. Dude, like, that, that Bonnaroo set. Woo! Uh, I, I wasn't there, but I've seen him live a few times, and there's not another hip-hop artist that could top, I mean, his performances now. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That first night, because that was, yeah, that, that was first Bonnaroo, first set, whole lot of extracurriculars, <laughs> whole lot, just made everything just all that much better. Nice, yeah, man. Uh, let, let's segue into some hoops, though. Let's jump up on it. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. This morning, I usually do my, uh, you know, my toilet scrolling. Of course. So you know, take a morning dump. Scroll through Twitter. I see this poll online from a shout-out to Hoops Hype. But um, they had a question. So it goes, okay, let's settle this. Biggest shot of the century. They give you three options. It's going to be the Ray Allen shot versus the Spurs, which is like that Mike Breen bang. It's, it's one of the best Mike Breen uh, quotes there. The quintessential Mike Breen bang. Yeah. That's the one I think of. Bang. Uh, and then we also have the Kyrie Irving versus the Warriors. A tremendous shot in itself. Tremendous shot. And then they're just like an, uh, an other category. Ooh. I would like them to give me a couple more options on this one. That's what I'm saying. Like, what do you think of what of this right now? Who would you vote for? So I'm an I'm a visual person, so the fact they give me no other options other than these two, I'm gonna kind of just hang on these two. Yeah. And the Kyrie one for me, hands down. Yeah. I, I understand the Ray Allen one flipped the whole series, but like the Kyrie Irving one was the 73 and 9 Warriors. Yeah. I mean, that, that's when Kyrie became a man, too. Yeah. It's like that was his shot. That was his moment. You know, you could kind of see that he can kind of take over. You know, he, he didn't need LeBron. He, he was his own guy there. Yeah. But it, for me, I'm going to go with other. Just because my boy, Big Shot Bob, I mean, Ooh. against the Sacramento Queens, how could oh. you forget – See, the thing that I think stands out about that Robert Ori play is that the play wasn't run for him. He had nothing to do with the play in, unless it was, hey, just stand outside of the three-point line and let Kobe and Shaq take this one. You know? That is true. 
and the ball just got tipped out to him, and he just does what he does. Coffin, three. What an underrated guy. Is he a Hall of Famer, you think? No doubt. Right? He has so many rings. He was a part of three different dynasties, which is absurd. Yeah. Played a big role in in each of them and has to be up there for most rings of all time. I I think he has the most, right? He's got seven. Fucking absurd. That's nuts. People, like, kill for that. Like, Steve Nash can't get one. I know. Steve Nash can't get one rep, or he's got, like, a handful. Meanwhile, wasn't it Ori who threw Nash into the table when he should have got that one? Yeah. What a prick. He knows how to win. That's a championship play right there. Uh, honestly, you're like you're right. Like, I'm winning. I don't care. You're yeah. hurt. I will knock you out. I will hit the three in your face, and I'm gonna win. But what a career! Now, is that more luck, or like what is that? How, how do you get on the Hakeem Rockets, then the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, and then the Duncan Manu, Tony Spurs? I think he's just a guy that did a little bit of everything. And he didn't need to be, like, that main star, but, like, he's just as clutch as those main stars. So How a like, forward that shot threes. He was before his time. Yeah. Played good defense, rebounded, did things that you needed to do, like knock Nash out to win games, you know? like <laughs> It's true. Why would you not want to uh, have him on your team? It's true. All right, I like that. I yeah, like that. I thought I thought that was a good conversation piece there. The the hoops hype. Again, shout out to them for putting that up as a poll today on Twitter. I like that. All right. See, let's get- not only do you get incredible insight on the Med Handle podcast, you get up to date trending topics. <laughs> We're like the CNN of the NBA. Da-na-na, or the ESPN of NBA. <laughs> I think I had that. You nailed it. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, we, we bring the people what they want. People said they want more Twitter. We got Twitter. So they want more Instagram. We got Instagram. We're all over the place. We got it. We got it all. All right, man. Now let's talk about something crazy that I think happened a couple of days ago. And uh, that was the injury to Victor Oladipo. I mean, uh, let's pour one out for honestly the state of Indiana. For a state moment. of Indiana, man, he, he's embraced that city and like that state, and like they've embraced him right back, you know. And kind of sad to see that uh, he was going to miss the remainder of the year with a ruptured mandula oblongata. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad, it's a ruptured quadriceps tendon yeah, in his right was- knee. Always get those two mixed up. Yeah, yeah. You know, medical guy here, PhD. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, it's the same injury that, you know, ended Charles Barkley's career. Uh, Tony Parker had had it happen. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it was an older Chuck, but it it essentially ended his career there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a great injury to have. I mean, Tony Parker also had it. But this was like a couple of years ago, so he was winding down too. But you got to think he lost his starting role when he came back. They oh yeah, I mean Murray over him, so it's going to take a little while for Oladipo to get back full health. 
For sure. And like everything that I've read about this injury, it's like mostly something that happens to people like when they're over 40. You know, it's not typical for like a younger player who's like in his 20s or anything like that to to have this happen. And he did that whole like a crazy diet workout thing with the trainer. I wonder, uh, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, it sucks like for Indiana. Indiana, you know, like they had a chance. I mean, not they didn't really have a chance, but like they were entertaining to watch. Um, I mean, they're not the like Raptors, Bucks, Celtics. No, but they're definitely right in that tier two of teams in the East, no doubt. Oh yeah, for sure, and like, well, not anymore, but yeah, yeah. It just it, it sucks to see, um, you know, a guy that let, let's call a spade a spade here. I mean, he's not having the same year he did last year. No, but he also is facing double teams every night. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like he's got to get. You know, he was kind of working towards like, hey, like I am the focal point of this team, so he has to. All the defenses are going to focus on that. Yes. As to last year, he you know. People knew who he was, but they didn't. They had no idea he was going to break out the way he did. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, really sucks to see. I'm not sure what Indian where Indianapolis goes from here because they were talking about maybe even trading for Mike Conley. I know that's what I was going to say. That that's I think the biggest bummer out of all this. Yeah. You went from a potential buyer at the deadline to like. Do I sell high on all these one-year deals I have to, like, preserve my cap moving forward? Yeah, they're in a tough spot. Like, do I, you know, do I start thinking about selling players off? And like, who knows when All Depot, you know, is going to be back? It took Tony Parker, like, a, you know, a few weeks into the year to come back after his surgery. All right, so you're Kevin Pritchard. What happens? What's the next move? I mean, I, I think the one-year deals, you got you to look to move them and see what you can get for them. Okay. But like, other than that, I really like that team. I think if you get back, like, a healthy Oladipo and maybe make a run at, like, no free agent's going to go there. Let's just be real. <laughs> you know, like, there's so many more places. Exactly. Which is why I'm like, do they still make the deal for Conley? Yeah, I mean, that's actually a pretty good thought there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a huge cap number. But you're also going to have him for the next few years with Oladipo. And who else are you going to spend that cap money on? That's what I'm saying. Like, who else are they going to actually be able to have come in here and spend that money? Like, that's why, I don't know, I don't understand why small franchise, like, small market teams don't do that more often. Like, Just take on that big contract? Yeah, or take a flyer on a guy that, like, all right, he's coming off an injury, but, like, we we don't attract free agents anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, so bring in the fucking popcorn guy. Yeah, it's this or Bogdan Bogdanovich. Like, I, I'm going to go with – I like him. You don't like him? I do, but – is he moving the needle in any free agency talk? I don't know. Maybe a little bit. 
It's a fun name to say. Oh, oops, not Bogdan. No, Bogdan's the king's guy. Who's the guy on uh, Boban? Bo... There's too many Bogdanoviches. What's going on? There's not too many Bogdanoviches. Uh, Dude. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to let you struggle a little bit on this one. There's more than one, so that's enough. There's only one. What's his name? <laughs> Bogdan Bogdanovich. You had it right the whole time. Yeah. So what's the other guy? Bogdan? Bogdan <laughs> and Bog... Jesus Christ. Uh, too many Bogdanoviches. Like, Who would have thought, huh? Fucked up parents. You have to pick the same name. Just spelt with one different letter, pronounced exactly the same. You just, you, that's rude. It's rude. But this Bogdanovich, I mean, he's playing well for them. He's averaging 16 a game. It's a, it, they have like a weird team, but it it fits. Yeah. Another, another guy that's playing good is uh, Aaron Holiday, who, uh, you know, the brother of Drew. And I, I think they have another brother, right? They have Drew. And Justin. Justin and then him. And then there's another brother coming up. What a unbelievable. What genes, right? I hope to be pumping out uh, NBA athletes as well. Listen, man, I'm tall. I'm tall. I'm 6'6". Six, six. I just need to find, like, I'm going to start procreating athletes. That's what I'm going to do. That's going to be a new job? Forget about a career. I don't like coding. I don't really like anything else anyway. Just start making just pro athletes like a factory. Become a pro baby maker. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's switch. Uh, let's get back into to Oladipo. I mean, dude had like a pretty you know crazy career. He was drafted high in 2013 by the Magic. You know, had a couple of good years there, and then he kind of went over to the Thunder, and I felt like you just kind of lost him there. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was just a bad situation for him. And who would have thought that, like, when they made that trade for Paul George, that they might have gotten fleeced on that deal a little bit? That was – I don't want to say fleeced because Paul George is, like, MVP. If he didn't play in the West, he, he'd be, like, no, no doubt one of the best players in the East. I do agree um, with you, yeah. But uh, it's just too many people who are good – at like the three and four in the West for him to like stand out. Yeah. I but agree. like that was one of the more even for like franchise player trades that we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause I mean, they also got Sabonis too. He was a stud. Yeah. Just like his daddy. Just like, like his daddy. And I mean, he's young and so. I, mean, I don't know. I'm curious to see what they do. Cause like, do you hang around and you want to just fight around and, and drop and maybe become like a what eight seed in the East? I don't know if like dude, they're 32 and 15 right now. They have a good team. I think they can still kind of make a little bit of a push here. Yeah. Bring up who are they above right now in the East? What's the standings? So right now in the Eastern conference, I mean, you have your top dogs there. Okay. You got your Milwaukee, Toronto, and then the Pacers. They're at three. Yeah. So they're slowly edging the 76ers and the Celtics. Which they're going to they're gonna jump over them, let's be real. Maybe, maybe not. They're, come on. Maybe this is the year of the Pacer. 
Not enough. Not when it's cool. Wow, can you imagine? And then, if the standings stayed like this, they could easily take out the Brooklyn Nets. It's true. You don't think? No, it's true, especially with Dinwiddie out now. Yeah. Then you got – then who are they play? The Raptors? Who cares? They'll beat the Raptors. All right. Now you're all <laughs> – now you're all over it. I, see, man – I'm looking at this right now. I see them going from a three to at least a six seed because the Nets aren't – they don't do anything for me. The Hornets really don't do anything for me. Yeah. And yeah. The, like, who cares? You know who's slowly creeping up there? It's the Wizards after that horrible start. And it's just a complete shame because they unleash Bradley Beal and they've got – Four plus years of John Wall making forty million dollars, just waiting, wasting away. Unbelievable! Like Bradley Beal is clearly a better player when Wall doesn't play. It's funny how that dynamic kind of works now, right? It's, like it's, it's amazing. And meanwhile, they gave him a just a max absurd deal. Yeah, like there's no way that they can actually get rid of him and throw him somewhere. No, Andy has a trade kicker. Does he? Yeah, the Wizards got to pay like like 50% of his salary if they trade him. Oh, wow. It's one of the most absurd contracts for I a mean, guy who's never really moved the needle. You're right. I mean, he's he's just always had the same – like he's, he's quick, you know? Like, yeah, he's very quick at what he does. He's a pretty good passer. He's not the best shooter. I don't know. I don't really like see that much in his game that like makes him warrant that contract. Yeah, I don't get it. He kind of reminds me of like Derrick Rose, but like a lesser version. Oh yeah, like a Derrick Rose post ACL. <laughs> yeah, post. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> post ACL, like maybe like a, a New York Knicks Derrick Rose. There you go. Speaking of, how about them Knicks? Back in the tabloids. <laughs> back in that New York state of mind. Owning the back pages like only we know how. Only we know how. Dysfunction, losing, players getting mad at each other, players talking about each other behind their backs, sliding into fans' DMs and cursing them out. The well, New York Knicks. Let's, <laughs> let's end up there. Let's start okay. off with some positive things that the Knicks are doing. Like what? They are – cutting dead weight, and they are trying to trade away with Tim Hardaway Jr., yep. Courtney Lee, and Ennis Cantor. It'd be great if we could just package all three of them in the same trade. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. And so, yeah, I see that they were trying to do that. What, what do you think we're getting for these guys? Nothing. Nothing. We're not, we're not getting anything for them. We're not going to trade any of them. We're not going to get a top pick. Durant's not going to come here. Why would anybody come here? This team is just historically atrocious. Trash. We are currently trying to unload a guy in Tim Hardaway Jr. whose contract is so bad that, we're tr- that we have to attach a sweetener to it. <laughs> so now we're trying to figure out which first-round pick to attach to this contract that we gave him. Yep. We were the only idiots who offered him 30, 40 mil more than what the market was going to give him. Yep. 
because Scott Perry was desperate to make a move on his first week in the job. Yeah, get him. Oh, I drafted this guy. I like him. Let's throw him 58 mil. Get him. Idiots. Get him. We are historically idiots. Get him. There's an article online about the Browns and how they make all these historic bad things and they just – throughout – time they have done stupid move after stupid move to always have them in this just like terrible state of a franchise can i ask you a question we are the browns can i stop you there can i ask you a question about that article yes because i read it too where does it all start where does the whole dysfunction of the cleveland browns start it starts top down the owner yeah haslam yep top down what? Where does it all start with the New York fucking Knicks? The straight shooter himself. Straight Jimmy Dolan. <laughs> Jimmy Dolan's and the straight shooters. Oh, my God. The guy writes blues music and has a helicopter. How the fuck can you sing the blues? Magnum P.I. James Dolan. Work. James Dolan, Magnum P.I. Fucking playing blues music, having a helicopter. Drives me insane. I think the best part about him is I think you told me this story where uh, he actually like he booked the Eagles and then booked his own band to open up for him. Fucking incredible! <laughs> <laughs> the balls on that guy—it's uh, ridiculous. Imagine getting tickets to that show and be like, "Oh, who's opening up?" Jimmy Dolan and the Straight Shooters. And you're like, who the fuck is that? Like, oh, wait, isn't that the guy who owns Cablevision yeah. in this building? Yep. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, like, uh, uh, yeah, we're tanking. Yeah, we're going to try and unload these contracts because we want to make space for two max guys. And we're doing all the right things. But I'm sorry. I don't see anybody who wants to take on Tim Hardaway's bad shooting habits. I think he's the least tradable player on our team. Exactly. I think Courtney Lee might have a shot if some player wants him to miss an important layup when it counts. Yeah. Uh, I think some team like Sacramento might want Cantor if they forgot that he is only playable in like the second and third quarters when it doesn't matter. Like, yep. I, I don't understand. And he's $18 million, so they got to like attach like – something of value that's also an expiring deal because we don't want to take on any salary moving forward but like nothing's going to happen nope nothing's going to happen if you're an NBA team and you want a headache that can't play defense and loves turkey well actually I should say hate hates turkey then go get Ennis Cantor yeah that, that's your guy I mean I, I will admit it was kind of messed up how the, what they did to him the other day yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I've really heard but at enough the same time, this guy. You're a pro athlete. Like, if you were, like, in fourth grade and your coach said you were going to start and then you didn't play and you told your mommy and daddy, and, like, all right, I'd feel bad because, you know, little Timmy didn't get a start. <laughs> you picked up this option for $18.6 million. Absolutely. You're good. Yeah. If you're, you're going to get cry, all the cheeseburgers you want in the city. Wipe your tears up with hundreds. Fuck yeah. face. Don't, yeah. And he's just giving, it's just been a mess. Like, he just talks too much. 
I used to like the guy. You got him who's a mess. You have Courtney Lee who like I don't know. I've, I've never. I don't think I've seen him on the court yet this year. I know he's played, but like I'm so far out of like watching every minute of the Knicks games that like I completely miss when he plays. And it's just insignificant. Oh like, yeah, I mean, he's not doing anything that that is like over the top. I mean, yeah, it's completely abysmal. Timmy, no one's getting, no one's trading for him. Like, we're not getting anything for these guys. We're not speeding up our process of getting better, of rebuilding by trading these guys because we can't. And if we do, it's going to be for nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it's going to be like what that Bulls mellow thing was. Exactly. We'll trade him for cash and, and cut him, and the other team will cut him right away or something. So I have to ask this question because I've been, like, kind of thinking about it. And, like, I always think about it because, like, I always think about, like, teams that fire their coaches when they're, like, doing really bad. Like, the Knicks are doing really bad right now. We're a big market. You obviously just hired FizzDev, right? Yeah. You're fucking shit in the bed this year. You're doing so bad. We knew this was going to happen, that we were going to be this bad. Oh yeah, but, but now with all these distractions, everything coming up, Fizdale making jokes that you know we're gonna lose some more, and like how many points are we gonna lose by this and that? Like, if we're trying to take the next step, is this the guy to do it with? Yeah, for the culture, you gotta keep him in. Yeah. Okay. For the culture, you gotta keep him in because if the end goal is to attract a top-level free agent. Top level free agents don't like dysfunction. And as much as we are dysfunction, we are even more dysfunction if we move on from Fisdale. Personally. Oh, yeah, I know. I get it. I just like, let's say, let's say we have the second worst record in the league. Like, is that an attractive thing for a free agent? No. No, it's not. But the second Porzingis went down and was holding his knee last year. I knew this entire season. I remember going into work the next day and being like, I'm not going to care about mixed basketball for a whole year, like year and a half. <laughs> yeah, which is nuts. I mean, I said that because like my boss is a basketball fan. He's like, oh, my God, he got hurt. I'm like, yeah, well, the next year and a half just don't count. Yeah, no one's watching. And so I don't mind that because, I mean, think as to how fucking the Spurs got Duncan. Yeah. Spurs had David Robinson, who was like an MVP player who got hurt. Like a freak thing was out all year, so they tanked and got Duncan, and then Robinson came back, and now, boom, the Spurs. Yeah. So, like, hey, if Porzingis is hurt, he'll come back next year. Like, you never know. But, God damn it, do I have no belief in this team. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> it really is sad to just be like, wow, we just fucking blow. We blow so much. Like, consistent sucking. It's just, it's so painful. Like, you guys sell out every fucking game. You're in the, like, the mecca of basketball, which is not even the mecca of basketball anymore. Let's be honest here. Like, we suck. Yeah. What makes us the When's the last time a really good player, like, high school player from New York came out? Yeah. I can't even tell you. Like, no, we are not the mecca of basketball anymore. Lance Stevenson. Jesus Christ. Him is like 13 kids that he came out of high school. <laughs> but um, 
the best recruit story ever when you were saying that. Yeah, like we put out, pulled out all the stops, like brought in like Lupe Fiasco. He comes up with like two kids already. And uh, yeah, they didn't even come to our school. So that was great. So that, well, let's just give the listeners a little uh, little backstory here. This was back when Kev was at St. John's. This was what, 07? Yeah, with the, I was, I'm thinking like 07, 08. They're trying to recruit a young Lance Stevenson. Came and went. <laughs> Exactly. And then I wonder how much money Cincinnati gave him to, to go there. Oh, yeah. Because, like, why the fuck would you leave New York and go to Cincinnati? But it's a topic for another day. Yeah. Going back to these, the goddamn Knicks, man. The goddamn Knicks. I was just, yeah, like going back to Fisdale, I was just thinking about it. I was like, dude, like, who the fuck is going to listen to this guy next year? Like you just you just you're come you're gonna come off like a sixty loss season, and I, I guess you know it, it happened with Brent Brown. You know True. how they did a lot of losing, but like he's still the coach now, and they're winning now. I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about Fizdale right now. I, I understand what you're saying, but I feel a lot like, and I think that the Sixers are gonna go through this too. Because I just, when you watch the Sixers, there's just no, I feel like they have no, no identity of what they do. Like, you have a coach that is for the rebuild. Yeah. And he stays for the rebuild. He sees the rebuild through. And then in a perfect world, you land a couple top players. You're going to track your free agent. Before you know it, you're good. But you yeah. think of almost like a Mark Jackson in Golden State. They were good. But sometimes you need that like elite coach to take you to championship level. I agree. And then and then if, if we get to the point where Fizdale is still just kind of clowning and we have a team with another top pick, Knox rounded into a player, Porzingis is back, and Nilakine is in France, and we're a team again, like, all right, then I'm down to get rid of him. But I, just write it out, Dave. Stop talking and write it out. Yeah. We're really embarrassing ourselves enough. We don't need our coach making fun of us. So can you explain that? I, I, I saw the quote, but I didn't understand the context of what it, like why it was said. Uh, the Fisdale quote? Yeah. Do you remember what it was? So when he said, like, like oh, we're going to keep losing. Uh, Did you know what they asked him to say that? I completely forgot. It was just like, oh, I think it was like, um, oh, no, it was about the Ennis situation. They were saying, like, oh, if like, Ennis isn't starting, like, what's going to happen? Like, or something like that. And David Fizdale's like, what, we're going to, oh, like, we're going to lose, like, we're going to, like, lose any more games? Like, yeah, you're going to lose more games. Oh, that's funny. Okay. I mean, at least he's embracing it. I mean, it's definitely not good when the guy who coaches the team is saying that. But yeah. Like... And then, I mean, then you got – the players like at each other's throats now. You have like Tim Hardaway yelling at everyone at the end of games to pass ball. <laughs> People not switching when uh, during the Rockets loss. Like it's just a, a huge mess. Yeah. So now that leads to the latest dysfunction. So in that late game Rockets debacle, which did you really think that – did anyone think we had a chance against a team that almost beat the Warriors last year in the Western Conference Finals? No. I understand they're depleted. 
They have the reigning MVP. Like, we have nothing. The fact, the fact that game was close was shocking. For real. I didn't believe it, especially – so I didn't really watch that game, but I did watch the replay of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've mentioned this before, but, but Frank is just such a joke. And um, I, you know, I've had people tell you know on Twitter and, like, a few coworkers come up to me, like, oh, Frank played good defense on James Harden. I was like, oh, shit, like, you know, I know we lost, but let's see what, how he did. And I saw the over-under for James Harden for that game was 41. And I was like, oh, you know, if I had a little – if I had some extra cash, I would definitely go on the over against the Knicks. But I look over, he's got 61 points. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean Frank played good defense? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, no, he only shot 0-4 from three. And I watched the game. I'm like, yeah, he shot 0-4 from three because he just drove past Frank every time he had the ball. <laughs> and Frank would either foul or he'd get an easy bucket. Like, I, I think people are just looking towards, like, the dumbest things to justify this kid, and he just sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. but, yeah, going back to, you know, obviously the end of that game, uh, you know, Trier and Hardaway just got mixed up in the defensive matchup, which led to, like, you know, the Rockets pulling away. And apparently after the game, some fan slid into uh, Alonzo Trier's DMs about, you know, calling him out for not, um, for, you know, for letting them hit the three. And Trier essentially blamed Hardaway for, you know, not switching on that play. Now, he didn't name a name, but he was like, my teammate was supposed to step up. Yeah. And, I mean, the guy that, you know, his teammate was Tim Hardaway. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, you know, Timmy's just going to – he's not going to take that. But I also think Timmy's going about this the right way because he's kind of pissed that they came out publicly and it wasn't like a team thing, which I get. Because, like, those type of things should be handled, handled, like, within the locker room. Like, if you guys actually want to get better, like, that stuff should be handled within the locker room so those kind of things don't happen again. It's true. But, no, you know, it's all in the media now. It's just another black eye for the Knicks, everybody making fun of us. Yep. And this cycle continues, bro. That's it. It's the New York Knicks. It's only down from here, Kev. They haven't been good since Eddie was coach. (laughs) Oh, man. What a great movie. Great Whoopi Goldberg. You know, honestly, I'd fire David Fisdale and bring Whoopi as our coach. <laughs> Did you remember at the at the concert, the Vintage Trouble Show, when we saw Whoopi and I was screaming <laughs> Eddie at the top of my lungs? I do remember that. And she was panicked. She yeah. was like, she looked at me scared, like, what the fuck? And then ran away with her, like, entourage. <laughs> Eddie, that was great. I want. I kind of want to get close to her so I can get an autograph from the Knicks coach. Oh, I tried so hard. It didn't help. I was drunk and screaming. But hey, I tried. Hey, you gotta give but, me the best shot. But uh, speaking of of dysfunction and anger amongst teams, I uh, I want to introduce a new little uh, like a segment part of our little podcast we're going to start throwing now we uh 
I want to take a trip over the Jimmy Butler corner. The Jimmy Butler corner? What's that? That is where we discuss all of the latest drama in the NBA that, that interests us. Oh, the Jimmy Butler corner. It's like a coffee shop for drama students, uh, it's, right? It's the best. It's, you know, you want to air your gr- grievances instead of saying it to your teammates. Find the, just the, the closest camera, microphone, and just say whatever it is you want to say. You want to call out your coach? No problem. You want to call out a teammate? No problem. You want to like yell at the execs? No problem. No problem. We'll just record it so the whole world gets to hear, but no problem. Nothing will bad happen. You just come into the corner, you have a drink, you you talk, maybe you want to, maybe you smoke some weed, who knows? Oh. But just let it all out. Hey, anything goes in the Jimmy Butler corner. All right, so let's start it off. Let's light this up. Let's have this a little, little shot ski. It's, uh, it's a little bit, ooh, all right, if we're going to do the alcohol, because I'm up to it. This is not a shot thing, but let's see if we can get this on the, on the mic. Hold on. Would you get that? Did everyone hear the pop? <laughs> is oh, that a wine bottle or champagne? No, of wine. <laughs> we are looking at the finest 1199 bottle of Pinot Grigio. El Chateau Brand. In uh, yes, in Babylon, the finest eleven ninety nine. I only go twelve's my limit. So twelve's your limit for wine? No, no, no. I I'll be honest. I, I don't pay more than fifteen dollars for a bottle of wine. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty you know savvy move. I'm talking the fat bottles, so I don't buy the little bitch boy bottles. I bought Damn. a double bottle. Look at you! I thought you were a whiskey guy, no? Ah, my girl drinks wine, so I'm becoming less manly by the day. Less manly by the day, doing some yoga poses, drinking some vino. It's fucked up. But okay, so back into the Jimmy Butler corner we go. I see what you did there. All right, right, we'll lay off you. We'll go into the Jimmy Butler corner. So uh, this is about almost a week old now, but I just think it's just hysterical. The whole Kyrie LeBron saga. So still continuing. Unbelievable. They're worlds apart. So Kyrie gets mad that the Celtics are losing. Yep. Calls out the young guys. Now, in particular, he's made it a point to say the young guys. Yeah. Now, the or that final play in the Orlando game he was talking about, the only young guy on the floor was Jason Tatum. Yeah. So, okay, read read between the lines you want, or there are a lot of young guys on the team. Who knows? So he calls out the young guys. Everyone freaks out, as they do. Then he says, I'm sorry for calling my teammates out. It's not going to happen again. Then, next time he's in the media, he takes it upon himself to tell the reporters that he called LeBron, to apologize for being one of the young guys who didn't listen to the event <laughs> and didn't understand what it took to win. He just, I just wanted to do it myself, so I called to apologize. So everyone is like, oh, my God, Kyrie is learning. Look at him be more mature. What all he's doing is just finding a more creative way to call out the young guys. Yeah, like you're – Literally just in a roundabout way, calling out your young guys again. But with all this happening, 
do you see what happened? Like since this has been like they, they've been playing better basketball. Yeah. Yes, they have. I, I just find it funny. Well, they have so much fucking talent on the team. True. Like it, it was going to come around no matter what. But like, I, I just found it so funny that he calls his team out, won't call his team out, and calls his team out in a very clever way. And then now you have all the outlets saying about how Kyrie's this mentor, uh, this leader, <laughs> and, you know, he learned from his past mistakes. No, like, he hasn't. If I'm Jalen Brown, I'm Jason Tatum. I'm like, hey, fuckface, you still just telling me that I sh- that I have to listen to you. Exactly. And how many times? How many? All right. How many times do you think Kyrie has told them about that game six shot that he hit? Oh. We brought it up before. How, how many times do you think he's brought it up? Jeez, all the time. All the time. Probably in practice, showing him exactly where he shot it from, his form, everything. That gets old, bro. It gets old. I get it. And then the whole like LeBron call, like as a player, like wouldn't that hurt your feelings? Is essentially like one of your friends calling another friend and telling them that you're annoying and like, like basically like just an annoying dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's like fuck off, dude. Yeah. But yeah, no, go for it. I just love the spin that the media took on it. Like, oh, he's a leader. He's a this. And I'm like, ah, he's actually just kind of a creative dickhead. Yeah. I, I completely agree on that. Like, I like him as a player. I, I, I actually never thought that he would be, like, a leader of a team. And it seems like he's going about it, like, the wrong way. And if you think about it, they made the playoffs last year without him. They haven't really been playing that great with him, you know? Yeah, I mean, this final stretch of the season is going to tell everything. I, I mean, I think um, because it's not like their backup options that they had last year that were so good are the same. Yeah. Like, Rozier's not what he was. I mean, it's a diminished role and this and that. I get it. But uh, Kyrie's been balling lately. He has been balling lately. So he did elevate Beta's game. Let's just see if. Boston as a team can continue this this spirited play. Yeah, I really think it it's interesting like how uh like these players like they you know like how Kyrie called LeBron like how often they uh they like talk to each other and all this nonsense still like where the fuck are the rivalries? Like where do the players hate each other? Yeah, God, I miss that about the NBA. And honestly, I think that's just a thing of the past because it's these guys are teammates their entire lives growing up because it's it's a race to get to the top prep school to play with all the other top guys in the country. Then you move out and you spread across the country for colleges, but you still meet meet up at tournaments and all this other shit. And you're like, yeah, what up, man? Yeah, I get it. I get why they're friendly, but it just sucks that there's no. Like you said, there's no rivalry. There's no, like, oh, we don't like him. Yeah. And to, like, kind of expand on that, like, to move away from the topic a little bit, um, I actually read, like, something uh, this morning as well about, like, just the NBA almost kind of getting a little bit boring now with, like, all this offense, all these, like, fouls and, like, just making it so easy for players to score. 
that like I really miss that '90s defensive like entertaining basketball. It's gonna flip. You think? You think it's like cyclical? You think they'll move oh, it back? Hundred percent. I mean, you think of in the '80s, there, there were teams scoring 150 points a game. Yeah, you had like the you know the, the Warriors. TMC Warriors team. Uh, the crazy Nuggets teams used to score a bunch, like back in the day. Like, um, yeah, no, I, you might be right. You, you know, so I don't know. I could see it turning just because, like you said, it gets like the Warriors were unconventional because they they just played four shooters. I mean, pretty much five shooters in Draymond that one or two years. He yeah, he could shoot. Um. But then when you have everyone else in the league like doing that, it's no longer unconventional. It's like it's the standard. It, it's just like watching the same thing over and over again. So then you're going to get the guys that, you know, I mean, I feel like that's what's going to happen. There's going to be a low, low post per presence guy that just starts killing it again. Or like, like, I, like you know, they're going to have to flip it. Do you think that's Aiton? I, I, it's funny that you say that. I was just like thinking of him as I said, there's going to be a big who turns it back. I don't personally. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I feel like Embiid would lead the charge with that. If yeah. there's any big dude who's going to like get on the block and just kind of like put his nuts on your face, it's going to be Embiid. Sure. I agree. It's, it's, a, it's a funny topic because like you don't really see those big NBA, like those big time centers like that anymore. Maybe we'll jot that down for another podcast. What do you think, bud? Oh, I like that. All right. Oh, what is that? Do you hear that? Heat check. Heat check, heat check. Splash Brothers, chef cooking with the pot. (laughs) All right, so what you got this week for heat check? My thing on heat check, I think some uh, NBA All-Stars were already announced. Yes, and, uh, last night on TNT. Last night, TNT, Chuck, Chuck, Ernie, and the boys. That's it. But one of the names that you did not hear is Russell Westbrook. Ooh. Dude's averaging a triple-double. Triple-double. People and he didn't get on him about his shooting. That's fine. He's still averaging I, a triple-double. It's unbelievable. Like, get his name. Like, I don't understand how he's not there. And Derrick Rose is. I get the story about Derrick Rose and this huge comeback, but it's fucking Russell Westbrook. He's averaging 24, uh, 10 and 10. Like, how do you beat that? It's almost 24, 11 and 11. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. Plus, one of the best players at his position getting steals as well. I don't understand why he's not there, but. That is a good point. He's like leading the lead. I I was watching an OKC game the other day, and it's him and Paul George are like one and two for steals and deflections, and they always bounce back and forth. Who's one? Who's two? But like, you got to reward a guy if he's contributing in every other fa- like facet of the game. I agree. And now you have you know Derrick Rose starting there with you know I mean he's averaging like close to nineteen a game. It's a great comeback story, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But personally, I do think Westbrook should be in there over Derrick Rose. I mean, he starts. He's a starting point card. Case yeah. Closed. Case closed. Like, there shouldn't be 
anything, you know, blocking that. And another guy that's also there is going to be uh, Dwayne Wade. No. Yeah, yeah he made it. Well, I think he's going to get voted in. All right. Well, I mean, I understand that. It's, it's the farewell tour. All right, fine. The, the guy's probably what? Third best shooting guard of all time. Yeah, and honestly, man, I, I I really have a huge man crush on Dwayne Wade. Always have, always will. Like, this is one of my favorite players to watch. So, like, I'm kind of you know, I kind of, I started off being not okay with him making it, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty okay with him making this All Star team. This is going to be very quick because I feel like it might ignite a conversation. Yeah, but I just casually said. Dwayne Wade, third best shooting guard of all time. Which you I did. Yes. Has Harden surpassed him? That's a really tough question. Um, I don't think so. I think if he continues at the pace that he's on, I think no he doubt. will. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. But like, he's already got a regular season MVP. He's got more of a, like a burden than Wade ever had. But, ah, Wade's was more of a two-way player. He's got a final, a finals MVP, multiple rings. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not yet. Maybe, maybe, like if, maybe if Harden wins one. Mm-hmm. But I think to really have that conversation, I think he, he's going to have to win one and keep up what he's doing. That's true. I mean, not 36-point-a-game clip he's on now, but, yeah, you know, sticking around that 25- to 30-point range. Yeah. Fucking beard, man. He's so good. How about you, man? What do you got for Heat Check? So Heat Check, we're dropping this pod on a Friday night, which means it'll be up for the listeners on Saturday. I want everyone to make sure they check out the ABC primetime game Saturday night. Boston Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors. The potential NBA Finals matchup we got. I don't know. I like this. I, 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 I like this matchup. I think the two teams match up well. Um, they can both go big. They can both go small. There's a lot of athletes, a lot of switching. I think Kyrie is not afraid of the Warriors. I don't think the Warriors are scared of the Celtics at all. No. Um, that This boogie experiment has gone exactly how you thought it was going to go. Wonderfully well. <laughs> yeah. Right in. Yeah. Catches a rebound, brings the ball up the floor, passes it. And then, like, I watched a play where it was like a pick and roll, but kind of like on the weak side. And instead of you expect him to, like, just cut and go, he faked the cut and stepped back behind the three-point line, wide open, and nails the three. It's like he's only played in three games. Yeah, and, and I mean, honestly, like, did you expect anything less than, than that from Boogie? I'll be honest, I kind of did. I did not think that he was going to be, like, right away contributing. Yeah. Just because, like, he's not a small guy. He's, like, he's not 280 pounds. Yeah. He's a big fucking dude. And that's your Achilles. Like, I just didn't think he was going to be able to move. And he can't really move that well. If you watch him play, it's very, like, laboring to have him run around and shit. But you kind of expect that. But, I mean, also, his first points were a fucking dunk. Yeah. Like, just boom. Splash. Um, I think, like I said before, it's just 
it might just elevate them right back into the finals and taking and winning one too. Oh yeah, no, they're yeah, no doubt favorites. I don't think he'll stay on the floor much in the playoffs. But okay, I, I, I'll argue against that. I think he'll play a lot of time in the playoffs actually. Oh really? Yeah. See, I think like, let's say, all right, let's say the Rockets make it back there. I feel like you pick and roll with Harden and Capella. Boogie's going to be on Capella. You switch Harden on, you switch Boogie onto Harden, and he's going to break him down every time. Yeah, I think so too. But I mean, the Harden's going to break anyone down that's playing there. That's true. But I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't think Boogie was ever really like that bad of a defensive player. I don't think he was ever that good. I think he's decent, but I think his offensive game and the way that he can rebound is is two huge things. No, it's true. That are, are pluses that are going to get him the minutes over whoever else they're going to play there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I'm acting like they have, you know, it's fucking Kavon Looney that he's trying to play over. That's true. Yeah, they don't really have that much to get. But I did hear that uh, if the Bulls cut uh, Robin Lopez, that they'll be interested in him, which is kind of a be a funny little thing to, for them to bring him on. I like that. I like Robin Lopez. Me too. Hope, well, let's get him a ring too. Yeah, get him a ring. I think Melo should sign there too. Oh, that'd be great. Just, that would be great. Everyone goes to Golden State just to get a ring. But, uh, dude, let's move on to some posters this week. Well, just because you brought up my guy, I'm sorry, I'm going first. You you just brought up, I hope Carmelo goes there. Now, we tend to do some Carmelo bashing on this pod. We sure do. We tend to. Uh, he has a soft spot in my heart. Not so much for you, Kev, but for me personally, Yes. And I don't know if our listeners know, but five years ago today, Carmelo Anthony set the scoring record at the Garden for 62 points. How much? I have 62 points. 62? And just coincidentally, we have the clip of Carmelo Anthony's last dunk in a professional game. (laughs) Yeah, last one ever. Let's hear it. Anthony gets passed and finishes. You don't really see that too often from Mel. Dude, he would never throw it down. No way. He got rejected by the rim most of the time. <laughs> Old man Mello. Oh, but that 62 was a night, man. That was a fun game. I remember watching that and like, dude couldn't miss. The good old Bobcats. I thought he was, <laughs> I thought he was going for 100. <laughs> I was like, this dude's going to score 100. The fucking Bobcats. Can you imagine if Mel scored 100 and he took like, that picture like Will Chamberlain did? Oh, that would have been awesome. That would be so funny. And then just still wound up the jerk-off that he is now. I mean, it's very – yeah. Nothing would have changed. No, nothing would have changed. He probably just had even a bigger ego. <laughs> but I'm going to move it to a guy that's going to be in the slam dunk contest. Okay. I honestly – I used to watch a lot of college basketball. I remember watching this guy play. And having no idea that he could jump like this. Like, amazing. He's pretty much had like one of the best dunks like every week of the season. 
and that's Miles Bridges. Tony Parker, shot clock is down at two. Miles, That extension, man. And he's got the pose afterwards, too. Just muscle up. Yeah, I like him. And I think he, he's going to be my favorite to win the slam dunk contest. Who else do we have in it this year? I know Donovan Mitchell's in it. So it's going to be entertaining with just those two guys. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can bring up. There was also another really good one. Oh, who was the other person? Oh, Dennis Smith Jr., which will also be a good okay. one. All right. Well, he's got to bring up his trade value, so I understand that. He's going to be like Nate Robinson. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think that's going to be a really fun – it should be a really good dunk contest this year. I know we've had some kind of lackluster ones recently. Yeah. But uh, that one should be good. I agree. You got any last words before we uh, depart for the evening? I would like to try and get our listeners to uh, – I want you to engage with us a little bit. Throw yeah. us a, me- a message. Check us out. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. We have a SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. And we're lonely. Oh, us so lonely. Send us messages. Tell us how much Maybe we so. talk. We Tell so. us how, how great we are. Tell us anything. Feedback. If you guys want to hear us talk about anything, please shout us out. My girlfriend doesn't talk to me anymore, so I need someone to talk to. Help someone me out. just engage this guy. Talk to him, please. Come on. I hit three years. She stopped talking to me. Three years? Damn. It's no good. She doesn't talk to me anymore. <laughs> just me and the Pino. Just you and the Pino. I like that. You <laughs> and the Pino. That's how it's always been, right? <laughs> yeah, I want to cap this off with a little gamble bet. Oh, yes, our gambling segment. So, right now in the gambling corner, I got one game here. I got Minnesota going up against Utah. Minnesota's getting 10 points. It's a home game for Utah. I'm taking Minnesota, getting the 10, and I'm taking them to straight up win this game. Ooh. Usually a lot of hate for the Timberwolves, but I think they're going to take this one. Okay. A little Kyle, T- what the hell is his name? Kyle Towns? Or Carl Anthony Towns? Carl Anthony Towns. Wow, huge brain for it. I think your boy is hungry. It's time to cue the music. Cue the music. <laughs> you good, T-Money? Niggas can count me out. I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading my clips. I'm writing down names. I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying. The fake ones is lit. The game is all balanced. I'm back on my sh- The bitly is dirty. My sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it. You all on my dick. I'm all in my bag. It's hard as it get. I do not throw powder. I might take a sip. I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable to trip. I ain't.